We are here to present the award for Album of the Year, the nominations. Sound and color, Alabama Shakes. I'm at the preacher's door. I need to give a butterfly. Kendrick Lamar. Be all right. Traveler, Chris Stapleton. 1989, Taylor Swift. Beauty Behind the Madness, The Weekend. And the Grammy goes to... Taylor Swift. Producers Jack Antonoff, Nathan Chapman, Imogen Heap, Max Martin, Matt Hannon Robin, Ali Fayani, Shellback, Taylor Swift, Brian Tedder, and Noah Zakinawa. for the last 10 years and the Recording Academy for giving us this unbelievable honor. I want to thank all of my collaborators that you see on this stage. Mostly I want to thank um, my co-executive producer Max Martin who has deserved to be up here for 25 years. And as the first woman to win Album of the Year at the Grammys twice, I want to say to all the young women out there, there are going to be people along the way who will try to undercut your success or take credit for your accomplishments or your fame. But if you just focus on the work and you don't let those people sidetrack you, someday when you get where you're going, you'll look around and you will know that it was you and the people who love you who put you there. And that will be the greatest feeling in the world. Thank you for this moment. Well, as you guys just heard from that awesome clip from the Grammys the other night, Taylor won Album of the Year. Woohoo! Yay! You go, Taylor! Yay! Taylor! So awesome, and we will be talking all about that in this week's episode. And this is episode 143 of SwiftCast. I'm Adam. Ashley. Nate. Steph. And Ashley. And in this episode, we will be talking all about the Grammys. And this will be a little bit different than our normal episode. We won't have any mini-segments this time, like older tweets, news, fashion, because we want to focus strictly on the Grammys. So to kick it off, we should talk about the biggest award of the night, which was Album of the Year. Just to remind you, the nominees for Album of the Year were 1989, Taylor Swift, Sound and Color, Alabama Shakes, To Pimp a Butterfly, Kendrick Lamar, Traveler, Chris Stapleton, and Beauty Behind the Madness, The Weeknd. And we were absolutely thrilled when they announced that Taylor won and she was so excited. She went and hugged Jack Antonoff. And did she hug anybody else while she was going up? I forget. Selena. Yeah, Selena, of course. 
Okay. Yep. Selena. I remember her going to Kendrick as well because he obviously was a very deserving candidate. In the moments before they announced it, I was like having a panic attack. I really, really did not know if I thought she was going to win. Well, imagine how Taylor felt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think that it definitely wasn't a foregone conclusion. It was obviously a stacked category. A lot of the experts, if you will, that made their predictions from Rolling Stone or Billboard or other music publications, I think a lot of them thought that it was a toss-up between Taylor and Kendrick. And obviously with Kendrick having 11 nominations, the most out of anybody, uh, he was a really, really strong contender. Uh, but the the Academy gave it to Taylor. Yeah, I thought that all along Taylor was going to win Album of the Year because this album was so monumental and Taylor did so much work to sort of spread knowledge around about the album with her performances at the Grammy Museum and her sort of secret session with the industry people last fall. But I was getting worried because of Kendrick. Uh, he's He deserves all the success in the world, but he was getting so much airtime on the Grammys and he was winning. It seemed like he was winning everything. So I was a little worried that maybe she would lose. And I think it was awesome for Taylor that it was the, the culmination of two years of hard work. It was right at this time in February of 2014, two years ago, when she did not win Album of the Year for Red. And then we've all heard that story about how I think it was the night of the Grammys when she went home. I think maybe she went to sleep and then woke up in the middle of the night and decided at that moment that she was going to call the album 1989 and started to formulate all the ideas and the songs that were going to go into it. And then, of course, as 2014 progressed, she released the first single in the summer and then the album came out. And then 2015, she had... 80 sold out shows throughout the world or however many there were. And then it all culminated with the win the other night, which is just a great story. I think it is. And to think that exactly two years ago on February 15th of 2014 is when Taylor wrote shake it off. It seems fitting that she won album of the year two years later. Very cool. That just makes me wonder if, like after last night and after her win, like if she went home just after our everything and already has the name and title and possibly a song for the next album just because of everything that happened. Wow, what a thought, Ashley. <laughs> I really felt like going into it, whether she won or she lost album of the year, either one of those outcomes, I feel like could have had two different outcomes from that. If she lost, she could either get even more motivated to create something else, or she could be really upset and want to take more of a break. And then if she won, it was like she could either be that much more motivated to put out something else or feel like she's accomplished everything and can take a break. So I feel like we still don't know which way she's going to take that. I feel the same. But as we mentioned last week on episode 142, Taylor announced this new video game that's going to be released at the end of the year. So I just feel pretty confident that she's going to be releasing some sort of music by the end of the year. And to add to that, I think 
that just based on her acceptance speech and uh, basically who it was about and the emotion that she had behind that speech, I feel like Kanye might be a bit of a motivator now for her to continue making more music too, just to prove him wrong. Okay, so we always try and stay away from these types of things because <laughs> the media is ridiculous and there's so much more to talk about with Taylor, but we honestly can't ignore what's been going on for the past few days with that. Especially because as you heard in her acceptance speech, she really addressed it directly. There was no subtlety in her acceptance speech. But if you happen to be missing out, what happened last week, just a few days before the Grammys, is some lyrics from Kanye West's new album were became known to the public. And we're not going to repeat the lyrics because they're inappropriate, but it essentially says... I feel like me and Taylor might hook up in the future, sort of an idea like that. And then the line is that he made that, and then he uses a swear word, famous. And it was crazy, just the fallout from this two-line lyric. It seemed like the shot heard around the world. Yeah, the idea that, I mean, by anyone's standards, that Kanye would make anyone famous because he interrupted their speech, I mean, that's freaking, that's just ridiculous. Kanye himself, and I love this this term, ever since I first heard it, I really like this term, and I think it describes Kanye perfectly. Uh, the term is carnival barker. He's a carnival barker. He just, like, does all these antics, you know, and, like, has no idea what the what he's saying at all. It's just unbelievable to me. Well, the thing with Kanye is that I guess everybody's had an eye on the relationship between him and Taylor specifically because obviously the first time they had an issue, it was such a big story. But really, I feel like even from not paying attention to him, in all of his albums, all of his songs, I feel like he's always insulting tons of people. Like, that's just what he does. That's his strategy. And it's just really unfortunate that he would use that on someone like Taylor, who's been nothing but forgiving and supportive and, you know, more supportive than he's deserved, I think. What a strategy to put other people down so that people will give you money. Is that insane? <laughs> yeah, and Ashley, what you said reminds me of the 2015 Grammys and the pictures they took together and how there was video of them from the audience cam, you know, talking and hugging. And that is all out the window now. Yeah, it's just really unfortunate because a little less than a year ago, I was thinking Kanye actually did Bad Blood and not Kendrick. And then when you think about the VMAs, when Taylor presented Kanye with the award and then he gave that yes long speech, to go from that to this is just very unfortunate. But I guess kind of my point I'm making about him is that while to us it's like seems very personal about Taylor, to him I feel like he didn't even give it a second thought. This is what he does to everybody. Don't you think he specifically chose Taylor because he knew it would give him a lot of publicity? Oh, absolutely, yeah. But I don't think he thought about it in terms of their friendship. I feel like he, no joking, I feel like he thinks he's God's gift to music and that anything he does, anybody would just love to be associated with him. I honestly think he thinks that. It's pretty clear when you look at his tweets, which are so long and so many that he has to number them. 
for you to attempt to True. follow along with them. There's just, <laughs> he seems to have a very inflated ego and he just doesn't care who he hurts. And I guess some people found it surprising. I mean, I guess I did too, but really when you think about it, I'm almost surprised it took him this long to do something else with her. It does seem like when you read his tweets, like Ashley mentioned, that it seems like he's having some sort of psychotic break, but I can't tell if it's that or if he's <laughs> really excited about his new album. Steph, it's funny you say that because, and I know we're getting a little bit off track here, but he was the performer on Saturday Night Live this past weekend, and I just read an article today that said he had a meltdown backstage and almost walked off and didn't perform. Oh, wow. So he definitely, you know, has some issues, I feel like. I didn't read that, but the whole fact that he's saying he needs $53 million is just crazy to me. And so basically, after the song came out, he tried to say that Taylor gave him permission about this lyric, and Taylor's publicist quickly let everybody know that that was not the case at all. I can't even believe he would try to say that. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. It did sound like, though, he gave Taylor a heads up that he was doing something. He was probably like, hey, uh, I included you in one of my songs. Uh, check out my new album. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. She had no idea the context of the lyrics or she would never approve something like that. No. And it became very clear based on her acceptance speech that she absolutely did not know about the content of the lyrics. One of my favorite parts after all of this happened was that Austin came to the rescue for Taylor and posted a video of himself throwing away his Yeezys, which are Kanye West sneakers. It was actually a really funny video. <laughs> He's whistling in the video and just like, <laughs> boom, trash can. He was getting a head start on his spring cleaning. And along those lines, it seemed like everybody in the world was just waiting for Taylor herself to say something or acknowledge it in some way. And my reaction was, I'm glad that she's not. I'm glad she's not tweeting about it. I hope she never writes a song about it. I hope she never gives him any attention, really, because that's what, exactly what he wants and he doesn't deserve it. And so I think that the way that she ended up addressing it in her speech when she's went up there winning album of the year was perfect. I agree. I don't think she could have done it in any better way. I agree. There were a lot of like news articles and radio stations talking about this, her speech and everything today that I was reading about, and um, just kind of asking people's their opinions. Do you think Taylor's speech sound like a little angry, or do you think it was justified? Like, how do you feel about it? And a lot of people's comments, from what I was reading said, you know, yeah, it was very justified, you know, she, you know, needed to express and take a stand, and everybody's in very disagreeance and thumbs up for her speech. The thing is that, like, what she said about how, I mean, she applied it to women, but it can apply to anybody that when you're going after something, people are going to try to undermine your success and everything like that. Every time she accepts an award, she says these deep, profound things that just live on forever. And I feel like this is no exception. It wasn't something that was even necessarily have to be specific to him. It's really something that I feel like people are going to be repeating this speech for a long time. Yeah, it was definitely a memorable speech. 
Yeah, I think all of the comments about Taylor's speech have been very positive. And when the Kanye West story broke last week, all of the comments, again, were very positive toward Taylor and very negative toward Kanye. The only negative thing I saw today that is still annoying me is Vogue wrote this article about how it just shows a picture of Taylor on stage accepting the award with all of her producers behind her, everybody involved on the album. And the article says, where are all the female producers who were involved on 1989? And the reason why it annoys me is because it really says exactly what Taylor was saying in her speech. No matter how much success you achieve, somebody's always going to be trying to tear you down. And here you have this article saying, well, yeah, Taylor won album of the year, but look at all the men who helped her make this album. What about Imogen Heap? Exactly, yeah. Imogen <laughs> wasn't there, but she helped. Yeah, and she, I think she commented on Twitter or something. I think I remember seeing a tweet from her, like, congratulating Taylor. So, you know. Well, I was saying this earlier, and it's definitely true how it's not as if Taylor decided to make this album and then realized she needed to bring in all these men in order to do it. It's just like how she decided to have all male backup dancers on tour. Like, this was a very intentional decision of her picking out exactly who she wanted to work with because she knows how to pick out the best of the best. It's crazy to try and turn that into some sort of anti-feminist thing. Yeah, that sounds to me, I don't know, and I haven't read the article, but to me, the way that they're framing it, it sounds kind of sexist, if I'm allowed to say that. But, I mean, just the idea. I mean, why can't you just write with and produce with good music songwriters and producers? And, like, why can't you just do that? It doesn't matter if they're male or female. I mean, that's just ridiculous. There's so many people in the music industry I just don't understand why that would hold any type of value in any situation. And if she had a cast of all female producers, they would find something to say about that. That was wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, it just shows her speech is completely on point. Well, let's go and look through a couple of the other awards that she was nominated for. She was nominated for Record of the Year which the nominees included Uptown Funk, Mark Ronson featuring Bruno Mars, Really Love, D'Angelo and the Vanguard, Thinking Out Loud, Ed Sheeran, Blank Space, Taylor Swift, and Can't Feel My Face, The Weeknd. And the winner of that award was Uptown Funk by Mark Ronson featuring Bruno Mars. It was somewhat anticlimactic how they ended up doing that after Taylor's win. Yeah, a lot of people did seem to be very confused because traditionally album of the year as the biggest award is announced last, but they switched it and they did album of the year second to last and record of the year last. So we're not exactly sure why. Yeah, I was very confused by that. Uh, I don't know, maybe it had to do with Beyonce presenting that and maybe they wanted to wait for like for her to be last and presenting that award could be but did you guys think that that was fair that uptown funk won that won that one i think so i mean taylor seemed to be happy about it yeah i agree i think it was such a huge song for such a long period of time and i know that grammys are not given based upon 
chart position or album sales or popularity, but just that song as a song itself is a really, really great song. And so I think it was very deserving. And the other big category that Taylor was nominated for was Song of the Year for Blank Space. And the other nominees were Thinking Out Loud by Ed Sheeran, All Right by Kendrick Lamar, Girl Crush by Little Big Town, and See You Again, Wiz Khalifa featuring Charlie Puth. And to, I think, all of our happiness, and you could obviously see it in Taylor's reaction too, the winner was Ed Sheeran, Thinking Out Loud. That was the like best reaction from Taylor when they announced Ed's name. Like she just jumped out her chair, like her face was beaming, and she was just jumping up and down like like a little kid, just like so excited. And I was just like so happy. It was the the best like reaction to her um best friend winning the award. I thought something that was really cool about Ed winning is that he accepted the award from Stevie Wonder. How cool is that? Very cool. Yeah, and he made a comment about it, too. I think he said something like, if you had told me six years ago that I would be accepting an award from Stevie Wonder, I never would have believed you. And I guess I I remember that he was nominated last year and he didn't win, but he said something along the lines of, my parents come every year and every year they have to watch me lose. And I felt so bad for him. He said that they tell him, maybe next year, every time. It was interesting. I was actually wondering if he was even going to show up to the Grammys because he's been on an intentional break where he's dropped off of the face of the earth. Yeah. I actually watched a video a couple weeks ago. It was kind of towards more the end of the year. I think he had done this interview. And... They were asking him if he was going to attend the Grammys, and he said uh, at first I think he wasn't going to, but then he changed his mind and decided he was going to go. So I guess he was kind of saying, you know, I'm going to go to the Grammys. He's like, I'm probably not going to, you know, do anything afterwards, and I guess just kind of go back to how it was before and, like, stay off the internet and that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) He hasn't posted on Twitter since December something like almost three months ago yeah and I'm, I'm just you know i'm surprised even like after his win he didn't just say like a little something like oh thank you know thank you to everyone but i'm glad that he did show up to the grammys though and we were very happy for him he actually earned two grammys for the night uh, one of the categories that taylor did not win which was awarded in the pre-telecast was best pop solo performance she was up for Blank Space, and the award went to Thinking Out Loud. So Ed walked away with two Grammys, which is awesome. That was awesome. And Ed was at the pre-telecast. Taylor was not because she was rehearsing and was obviously opening the Grammys. But she immediately tweeted about how happy she was for Ed. So that was Best Pop Solo Performance, which Taylor did not win. The other award in the pre-telecast that she did not win was Best Pop Duo Group Performance. She was up, of course, for Bad Blood, and the award went to Uptown Funk. But in the pre-telecast, she did win two awards, and the first one was Best Pop Vocal Album for 1989, 
And if you guys didn't see it, you should try to go find the video online because it is a very funny video. What ended up happening was they announced the winner and Jack Antonoff, because he was a very big part of 1989, went up to accept the award on her behalf. And he walks up to the stage and pulls out his phone and he says, hold on, I'm going to call Taylor and tell her right now. So he puts it on speakerphone and dials her number and she picks up and it's kind of hard to hear. She was probably in uh, you know, a rehearsal or a backstage room where it was loud, but he tells her that they won for best pop vocal album and she kind of has this little freak out moment and screams a little bit. So it was a really cool moment. And then she asked if James Taylor was there. Yeah, because he was also nominated in that category, wasn't he? Yes, he was. So that kicked off the pre-Grammy telecast. So she was right off the bat, had one Grammy under her belt. And then towards the end of the telecast, she won her second award. And that was for Best Music Video for Bad Blood featuring Kendrick Lamar. That was awesome. To have Taylor and Kendrick both win a Grammy for that. It was obviously an epic music video. And one interesting note, if you saw some of the pictures after the Grammys that the performers took, there were some pictures with Taylor and Joseph Kahn, who was the director, and Selena Gomez was in some of the pictures as well. And I believe, I'm not 100% sure, but I believe that because Selena was a producer on the music video and from what I understand she was also involved in the script and how the the writing went for the music video that she actually earned a Grammy for that. That's awesome. When I originally saw that Selena had a Grammy with Taylor I thought that meant everybody involved in the video would get a Grammy but now I think that's probably not accurate. I didn't realize that Selena had helped with writing the script yeah i i originally had the same thought that they all got grammys for being in the video like how they all got moon men for being in the video as well so overall for the awards it was a fantastic night taylor was the first woman ever to win album of the year for the second time Overall, she took home three Grammys out of her seven nominations, which increased her total number of Grammys to double digits. She now has 10 Grammys. I had a feeling we would end up with double digits after the Grammys, so I'm thrilled. Yeah, I was very excited. I was actually hoping and thinking she was going to get to 13 this year, but it's all right. We'll take 10. (laughs) (laughs) I think I remember saying I said either... I think I said either two or three, so I was at least pretty close. Yeah, I was watching the news this morning, um, kind of covering like a recap of the Grammys, and the newscaster actually was talking about Taylor and how many Grammys she has or had won, you know, from the previous night. And he's just like, yeah, he's like, so she has seven Grammys now. And I'm like, no, no, she has ten. <laughs> <laughs> Don't shortchange her. It's your facts straight. Ten, not seven. Well, let's move on to Taylor's performance. She, of course, opened the show. And as you've heard in our previous episodes, there was a lot of speculation about what song we should perform. And all of us had 
different opinions from a medley or a mashup of songs to new romantics to clean to out of the woods and what it ended up being was essentially the tour performance from out of the woods i was happy with that choice because last year when the grammys happened style was a single and if you go back to last year's episodes some of us sort of complained about why wouldn't taylor be promoting her new single on the grammys um something i still quite don't understand even though i know she was busy getting ready for tour at that time but here taylor absolutely needed to do a performance because she had so many nominations and 1989 was such a huge album to go through two Grammy ceremonies without having a single performance from 1989 would have been odd. But for her to choose Out of the Woods was smart because I think this will give the single a little boost and hopefully it will go to number one next and it will result in Taylor having, I think, six or seven number ones from 1989. Yeah, I mean, like, as Adam had said, we were all kind of speculating what she would perform. And I I didn't think it was going to be out of the woods. Um, I think just because of that tweet that Taylor Nation tweeted about how oh, it's not something that she's performed on live TV before. But I guess I was getting confused between like her doing GMA during release week. Because didn't she not perform out of the woods for that performance? Right. And on Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. And on the Yahoo live stream. Yeah. So she's performed it multiple times, so that's why I didn't think it was going to be out of the woods, even though that's, you know, her current single. Yeah, there was definitely some miscommunication somewhere because of that statement that was out there, that it was a new song, or not a new song, but a song that she had not performed before. So somewhere along the lines, some information got passed along incorrectly but oh well and overall throughout the show i was a little disappointed because it seemed like most of the other performers got much longer performances than she did but i guess maybe because she was nervous about the nominations understandably maybe she just kind of wanted to do a performance she was more familiar with and just leave it at that i guess I do I do think a medley still would have been nice, but you're probably right. She probably didn't want to have the pressure of making sure everything went completely right, even though it would have. Some of us were talking earlier about how after her performance, Taylor seemed a little upset in the audience because she apparently thought she missed a note during her performance. We didn't notice, but Selena and somebody behind Taylor calmed her down it's funny because even i've seen taylor at live shows where she said i'm sick i sound terrible tonight i'm sorry and i'm like you literally sound perfect what are you talking about <laughs> she's so much more critical of herself than we are she is and the other thing that she always says is that she gets more nervous at award shows than at a concert so i was kind of wondering about that because you know, this is in the Staples Center where she performed five record-breaking shows on the tour. And I was just thinking, is she nervous that this is an award show or is she just pretending that she's back on her tour? Because it's pretty much 
the same. I mean, they even had the bracelets going in the audience. That was so cool. It was cool, but it is a very different crowd than a concert of her own. I know. I just wondered if she was pretending that it was her concert. It's got to be tough because probably so many people in that audience actually want her to mess up or fall down, which is terrible, but probably true. So how would you guys rank this performance as compared with her other Grammy performances? Oh, wow. Well, All Too Well always takes the cake. Yeah, I was just about to say, I think like All Too Well will be number one for me for a while. I agree. Yeah, nothing will beat All Too Well. But it very well may be my second favorite. Mean was my second favorite, but this may overtake it. I don't know. Well, it kind of has felt like every time she's performed at the Grammys, she's brought something new that we weren't expecting or haven't seen before. And this seemed like the only time she hasn't done that. That's very true. I mean, I mean, Mean was almost spot on to the tour performance as well. It, that's true. I guess the the line that she had about singing this at the Grammys kind of stood yeah, out. Yeah, that's true. Own. That's a good point. The set was a little different. Too. Yeah, that's true. It was, and not to mention, I guess the coolest part, which was the standing ovation for me. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So that was sort of like a cultural event in itself that she was even performing that, and with all too well while it was similar to the style as on the Red Tour, just the fact she was even doing that performance was a huge shock. So, and then when you think about when she sang We Are Never, at that time, we had not yet seen the circus choreography, so that was new. Very true. And the medley in 2010 was Today Was a Fairy Tale and You Belong With Me and Stevie Nicks. I'd probably rank Out of the Woods third, but not because it deserves third, more like it just happens to get third. So, Nate, what's your second? Does that second? make sense? My second would be Mean. Oh, First okay. would be All Too Well, second would be would be Mean, and then third would be Out of the Woods. Yeah, I'm between, I'm about right on point with Nate, or maybe All Too Well, Out of the Woods, and then Mean. You know, I was over at my friend's house watching the show, and her dad was talking to us, and telling us his opinions about a lot of the older artists that they were doing tributes to throughout the show and things like that. And he just said, imagine in like 20 or 30 years, they're going to be doing tributes to Taylor. That's so funny because that's what I kept thinking about. (laughs) Obviously I don't want her to be dead or anything. I'm thinking more like the Lionel Richie (laughs) tribute. (laughs) Because when Lionel was in the audience just singing to all of the songs, I was thinking I could totally see in 30 years, Taylor bopping along, chair dancing while all these new great artists are on stage performing a tribute to her. That would be awesome. Well, that even made me think about just the benefit tribute concert that we were at a couple of weeks ago. I mean, people are already people are already putting on these amazing shows to express their appreciation for her. It's incredible. I don't think we discussed yet, but during the performance of Out of the Woods, like we were talking about throughout tour when Taylor would bring out special guests and everything, that we thought Jack Antonoff was going to be a special guest during Out of the Woods, and unfortunately he didn't show up on tour. But she did end up bringing him out during this performance at the Grammys because he was out playing guitar right next to her on stage. 
I was very shocked. I felt like I was seeing things. <laughs> I was like, wait, he looks familiar. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh. I'm so glad that happened. Maybe he can be a full-time guitar player on her next tour. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely wait outside stadiums to get a picture with him. You know, he made a tweet that Taylor retweeted yesterday, and it just had me thinking about a lot of stuff. He tweeted at Taylor, this was after their first Grammy win during the pre-show, albums made in small apartments win Grammys. And I feel like he's, he's said that constantly, because I've heard that before. There have been behind-the-scenes things, and he's said, like, we made this in my little studio, and I just feel like I've heard him mention this, like, small space making an album concept, and I'm probably just reading into it whatever I want, but something about him tweeting that just made me feel really hopeful that they're still working together and planning things they really work well together so it would be a good thing if he continued to work with her i mean i definitely think she's going to work with max martin again on the next album and i wouldn't be surprised if she works with, with jack again too or even ryan tedder i mean she really picked the dream team of collaborators on this album she really did i hope she works with all of them again but, you know, with some women so that people don't get upset. <laughs> right, so we don't get these <laughs> passive-aggressive articles from magazines. So, since we do not have our normal fashion segment this week, I wanted to direct this question first to Nate and then everybody else. But what did you think of Taylor's outfit and new hair? Okay. So bear with me. <laughs> The dress was awesome. The dress was really cool. I liked it. It was very vibrant, very, I don't know. I really liked that color. Uh, I think it worked really well on her. The haircut was good, I think. And, and you know, I don't know. I don't know a thing about fashion. But uh, <laughs> to me, it seemed a little bit too short. I liked how she had it shoulder length. I think for me, it just reminds me of this whole era to keep it at shoulder length. I just really liked that style of haircut. I just thought it was just, just a touch too short. I agree. I was hoping when I, we first saw her that it was not a wig, I guess, but I thought maybe she had her hair like pinned or like something that it wasn't actually this short haircut because it seemed like she'd been trying to grow it out. So it was a little confusing. I saw this photo where somebody posted a photo of the back of her hair and they said it did look like it was folded under. But I don't know. I really thought it looked like it was chopped so it was it was know. definitely chopped and it looked too much like her real hair to be a wig or anything i actually didn't realize that her hair had been cut short i think until you actually made uh, a comment about it and then um, i had noticed i was like oh yeah so she has like a new a new bob little haircut and then as to her her dress i really liked that like the color is really pretty um, and to me, actually, it resembles her previous Grammy dress from last year in the way that if you look at it, like in the the front portion of her dress skirt was cut open so that you could see, you know, her legs and everything and had like a little underskirt because the one previous uh, last year from the Grammys was that teal color and it had the same like open front as this one did, except in this one was a pink bodice bottom and she wore like a little orange t 
cube top with it. But I really liked it a lot. Yeah, I thought the same thing about the dress resembling last year's. I prefer last year's because I love Taylor in any kind of blue. My probably favorite Grammy dress was 2010, the blue dress then. But I thought this was very appropriate, especially like everybody's been saying with the colors. It seemed very 80s to me. And what better way to end this amazing era than to wear her signature crop top with in these vibrant 80s sort of colors. So it seemed just very appropriate. Gotta show off her $40,000 legs. $40 million legs. Yeah, $40 million legs. The outfit reminded me of an outfit that she wore backstage at the iHeart Festival in 2014, which was a two-piece set. It was like a white little tube top, just like the top that she had and a red skirt. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was a good outfit. Yeah, it reminded me of that. But I liked it a lot. I also loved the outfit that she wore in the performance, which was a black bodysuit, almost like that one that she wore one time on tour and then never wore it again, but it was a little bit different. Yeah, that actually made me think maybe she only brought out that black outfit once because she wanted something new for the Grammys. Well, maybe that makes me think she actually listened to everybody when everyone was posting online that that was the best outfit ever. It was really the best outfit ever. I was glad to see that it was the black one. I was hoping kind of that she would stay in that for the rest of the show. And then speaking of fashion, after the Grammys at the after party that Taylor went to, she was wearing like kind of a similar outfit with like the little tube top. Um, which was white, and then a matching skirt um, that was white. And she had, like, little gold uh, gold stripes on the um, bodice and skirt, which apparently people seem to think resembled little Grammys. They sort of did, and it was pretty awesome. Well, Adam, what did you think of everything fashion-wise? Um, I thought it was great. I thought that the haircut was perhaps a peek into the next era i mean i might be completely wrong but it seems like she changes her hair for each album for each era and while this wasn't maybe a drastic change uh, maybe it is a peek into what's upcoming but we'll see but echoing what you guys said i like the colors i like the orange and the pink um It did also remind me of last year's. It was pretty similar. And I also liked the performance outfit because that outfit from the tour is always great in the silverish gold color that it is, but it is cooler in the black. So how will you guys feel if this haircut is all we see her in for the next two years? I like it enough. It'll probably end up growing on me, just like everything that she does uh, with her hair. I always hate it when she changes her hair, (laughs) and I end up loving it. That's true. That's a good point. This isn't quite as shocking of a change when you compare, I think, when you compare the bangs and the short haircut. Yeah, and I think she said somewhere before that shorter hair, obviously, is easier to upkeep, just so easy, just easy to go. 
a lot of people say it makes her look like Anna Wintour. And I don't like that comparison. Other people said she looked like He-Man. There were other people said Dora the Explorer. There were a lot of things. Oh, gosh. My personal favorite was Cody from The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. (laughs) I guess we'll just have to see. It's so hard to say. I mean, this could be the next hairstyle, or it could just be... Who knows? Who knows with her? Yeah, it could be a one-time thing. She at least knew that she had a very good chance of winning Album of the Year, and maybe she just wanted to have sort of a statement hairstyle for what was arguably the biggest night of her life. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be showing clips from this night in everything she ever does for the rest of her life. Absolutely. Well, overall, it was a great night at the Grammys. Taylor absolutely nailed the opening performance. She took home three Grammys. She had a great time in the audience, you could tell. And I'm just so happy that she took home Album of the Year because of all the hard work she put in over the last couple of years. And if you're a true fan, you hopefully you woke up today with some part of your voice gone, because I definitely did. So to wrap up this episode, we have actually been running a giveaway for the past couple of weeks, and I will throw it over to Ashley to announce the winner for that giveaway. So this is for the Taylor Swift dress. It's the dress that Taylor wore a few months ago that has all the letters on it that spell out her name, which Heritage 66, the company that makes it, was nice enough to give us one to give away. And we're very excited to announce that the winner is Long Live Molly on Twitter. So Molly, just send us a message or a tweet and we will get your contact info and get you your dress. Yay, Molly! Well, congratulations, Molly. And be sure to look at our Twitter for other contests and giveaways in the future. And our name on Twitter is SwiftCast13. You can also find us on Tumblr, swiftcast13.tumblr.com, instagram.com slash theswiftcast13, facebook.com slash theswiftcast. You can always email us at theswiftcast13 at gmail.com. And check out our website, which is swiftcast13.com. Also, quick reminder to subscribe to us on iTunes, and it will download the latest episodes for you automatically. And if you haven't been keeping up with our latest episodes the past few weeks, we've had some really exciting stuff. Last week, we released two awesome episodes. The first one was coverage of the 1989 tribute concert in Nashville that Nate and I attended, where... We interviewed literally almost every single performer there, and it was just awesome. So you should definitely go listen to that. There's so many great artists. We have performance clips on there, too, so you can hear them covering Taylor. And then the other episode we put out last week, along with our normal weekly episode, our main discussion was an interview with Tyler Hilton, who is from One Tree Hill and also from Taylor's Teardrops on My Guitar video, and that was another just awesome guy so much fun to talk to he told so many great stories and if you haven't heard it yet definitely go check that out well thanks for listening to our grammy episode everyone and we will see you next week but this has been episode 143 and this was adam ashley nate steph and ashley later
Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.